Hello and welcome back to the Farkham Podcast. Uh, it's been a while since the last episode dropped. Uh, since that last episode dropped, I ended up having oral surgery. And needless to say, when you have surgery on the inside of your mouth, it does make talking difficult. And when you have difficulty talking, clearly recording a podcast is not in the cards. Uh, but I'm happy to be, be be back now and talking demon sports. Uh, always great to talk. And uh, this is always one of my favorite times of the year as far as the athletic seasons go. You have... Uh, basketball and indoor track finishing up. You've got baseball, softball, tennis going on in full swing. Uh, of course, spring football practice will come up around a corner, outdoor track. It's just a really uh, fun time of year. And you get those perfect storm days when you get the baseball, softball, tennis, and basketball going on on the same day right across the parking lot. And with Northwestern, I do find... Uh, The cost is very family-friendly, so it's definitely good to take advantage uh, of those multiple sports happening at once. Start off today just talking about uh, men's and women's basketball. Uh, And I'd say both of them have been uh, disappointing seasons so far. And it's not saying I think the coaching staffs are bad. I think Coach Nims, Coach Gibson are doing a great job with the teams Uh, Unfortunately, these things do happen. We'll start looking at the women's team who sadly right now are on a four-game skid. Not a good thing. And I find the biggest thing right now is that we're just not consistent on offense. I think we're getting good looks. Uh, There's times we're making great moves. We just can't finish. And that's really frustrating to see. And I'm sure um, the ladies on the team are frustrated. I'm sure the coaching staff is frustrated by it. But the worst thing you can do when you're having those offensive struggles is to try and force the ball and try and force those shots. And then once you do that, you're trying to start aiming the shots instead of just shooting naturally. And I find that's what's happening. And I'm not going to point any names, but you see times we'll go in, make a great move, get to the rim, and the ball goes in and out. And then the next time the same person comes up, they barely touch it off the front of the rim. And normally what's happening when you see those things happen is you're aiming the ball. You're not just shooting. You're trying to aim it because you don't want to miss. And that's always tough. So I really do think uh, we've got to get that fixed. We've got to get that confidence in our shooting. And the other problem I see we're having is we're averaging right now 17 and a half turnovers to the game. And you just can't win that way. I remember talking to Coach McConaughey and he said, uh, told me 10 and 14 were the numbers he always looked at. He said, If you can have under 10 turnovers a game, you're probably going to win a majority of them. On the flip side, if you have over 14 turnovers a game, it's near impossible to win. And when you look at us averaging 17 and a half turnovers per game, uh, that's putting you behind eight ball to start. And something he and uh, Coach Schlesinger, who was there, kind of told me, and they had told me a way to look at it as, Look at that as rebounds. Rebounds and turnovers are the same because when you give up a rebound and you give up a turnover, you're giving the other team extra possessions. So say you have your 17 and a half turnovers, but they got, you know, 15 rebounds on you or 10 offensive rebounds on you. You've literally just given them 30 extra possessions. And if they only score on 40 percent of those or even half of those, you're still looking at a good 24 to 30 points. And if you're giving a team 24 to 30 points a game, well, you know what? You're not going to win many of them. Now, one thing I'll give credit to, and this is a credit to the coaching staff, is our team's definitely 
playing good. They're definitely playing hard, and they're well coached. And you can see that because defensively, we're still one of the best defensive teams in the conference. The problem is, and it's so frustrating, we'll see great defensive play after great defensive play, great defensive possession after great defensive possession, only to have the offense just fall flat. And it's something we've got to turn around. And, you know, I don't know if there's any easy answers to it, but the offense has got to get turned around before conference because while the defense is great, it'll only get you so far if you're making so many turnovers. And then when you do that, it kind of nullifies the great defense we've been playing. So I think more importantly than that shooting wills is just getting the turnovers in check. If we can limit our turnovers to, I think, 10 a game, 10 to 15 a game, I think you're going to see a big difference. I think the Lady Demons will win more times than not and have a chance to even make a run in the tournament, if not to the NCAA tournament. On the men's side of things, a huge game tonight against Corpus Christi. And with the men, I find the problem we were having at times, it looks like our offense is just not communicating. You see that whoever has the ball will be out at front court and you see him kind of directing traffic and you see one or two guys kind of end up in the same lane and they don't have to back up. And whenever you have to do that course correction, you're losing four to five seconds on a shot clock and that's a really invaluable thing. And the problem is whenever you have your offense having trouble getting set and you have to kind of direct traffic and you're losing those two, three, four, five seconds, it almost acts the same as if the other team puts a press on you and it takes you an extra three, four, five seconds to get across the half court. And you don't want to give the other team that advantage. On the positive, I've seen that improve. I haven't seen that happen as much the last couple of games. You know, we're coming in with a win, uh, and that's really big. And I think the last game we played against UIW, I think that's probably the best game we've played all year. I think we played a phenomenal defense, phenomenal offense. And Corpus Christi is a really good team. They're very physical. Uh, They're going to make you work for shots inside the paint. They're going to guard you really tough. Uh, So this is a big game for us. And a big thing with this Demon program is we have got to show that we can not only hang in with the better teams, because we've shown that already. We've hung in with McNeese. We've hung in with Lamar. Hung in with Nichols. We've hung in with this Corpus Christi team. But now we have to show, you know what, we can get over that hump. And rotation is going to be back. We had a short rotation the last time we played them. Last time we played McNeese. So I think this is a good chance for Demons to put a stamp on it. And I know the record doesn't look good right now for the Demon basketball team. And it has been a disappointing year, to be fair. But I do think we're a lot better than that record shows. And I still say that there's not a team in the conference, including McNeese, that wants to see us in Lake Charles at the end of the season. And the thing I like, you've got Cliff Davis, you got Braylon Bush, Chase Forte. We've got guys, our starting five, I find, really do a great job scoring. I think we're getting good production out of everybody. What I'd like to see is a guy like Posey and a guy like Lane step up and have that sixth man, seventh man that could come off the bench, make the other team's defense have to adjust to that. And what happens a lot of times is once they see your starters go out, once they see those top scorers go out, the other teams defensively kind of relax saying, all right, we know they can't be as productive now. And what I'd like to see us do more going forward is 
kind of reverse that trend. Have somebody off the bench step up that hasn't been stepping up, uh, that has that potential, and make it where when our backups come in, when our second string comes in, when our second wave comes in, however you want to look at it, when a second rotation comes in, have them defensively have to work hard. And you keep doing that, it'll break them down and make that fourth, you know, fourth quarter of the game. Of course, it's two halves in college basketball, but I like, still like to look at it in the four quarters. You have the 10 minutes. And I do find in that last half of the second half, you can really wear them down. Uh, and the big thing also is I find what we've had in the past that really hurt us, that really killed us against McNeese. <clears throat> Whenever you have just those defensive breakdowns where you're just allowing the ball into the paint, drives into the paint easily, We've had that happen far too often. Now, against UIW, it did not happen. Uh, we did a great job preventing that, but it's something against a team like Carpus. And, of course, in the conference tournament, we're going to have to prevent. You cannot have those defensive breakdowns. As they say, defense wins championships. But with that said, I, I'm really happy Coach Gibson. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, this team is growing, and it has to be said, having three coaching staffs in three years is not easy to overcome. Quick apology. I think I said uh, Coach Gibson earlier actually uh, obviously met uh, Coach Cabrera, uh, which I do think is doing a great job with the program. I did research earlier and kind of scrapped it from this episode where I was going to look a little bit more in-depth of the turnover between Coach McConaughey's last season, Coach Gibson last year, and now Coach Cabrera, which I do think has impacted the basketball program a little bit whenever you have – uh, you know, three different forms of terminology, three sets of players coming in, uh, different visions for the program. Not that any of the visions are wrong. I think all the coaches have done a fantastic job, but uh, it happens. <laughs> a slip of the tongue. So apologies on that one. But again, I think the basketball programs are in great shape with Coach Cabrera and with Coach Nims. I don't think we have anything to worry about. Going to switch gears a little bit and go on to the baseball and softball, the quote unquote spring sports, and starting off with softball, which is five and seven on the year. And I think a good five and seven. It's been a tough schedule. And one of the unique things about college softball is the early season is just a ton of tournaments. So you have some really quirky scheduling and some interesting dynamics on there that's, I think, even tougher than when you get to conference play and also tougher than when you get to like a regional play because you just have. Uh, just an insane amount of games in a short, short window. Uh, so I do think there kind of gets an overreaction and some underreaction uh, to the records, which, again, it doesn't paint the whole story. As always, uh, Maggie Dar looks awesome. Uh, I think she's got like a 257 ERA right now. Uh, very solid, just great control. Uh, she looks uh, top form right now. I think she's going to be a difference maker in conference. Uh, easily one of the better pitchers in conference, and I think she's the anchor that we're going to need going forward. And if we're good, we are going to make a run to knock off Southeastern and McNeese from the top of the conference standings. A player I really have uh, really been impressed with is Tristan Court. A really great approach to the plate. Uh, 
she's aggressive but not overly aggressive she's aggressive in the fact that if you put it over the plate yeah she's gonna swing and make contact but she's also not reckless in the fact that if it's a bad pitch she's not gonna try and force things i think she's got a great approach to it and i think if you look at her with the production with laney roos i think you've really got a great one-two punch there that you could kind of play with the lineup a little bit and i think the coaching staff uh, has got to see that also that this gives us a lot of opportunities to really throw some curveballs at our opponents to make them wonder where are we going to put them at. And then, you know, you mix and match where they're going to be at in the lineup. And I think it's a potent one-two punch in a way also where you could kind of separate them, let somebody get in between them hitting that, you know, you kind of make it where somebody may be struggling, put them in between where the opposing pitchers are going to be like, all right, well, this is the person we're going to have to pitch to. And because of that, they'll get better pitches. And again, I love having uh, two players playing so great from an offensive standpoint. And I, I like what I'm seeing from Lady Demon softball. I think we're picked to come out like six in conference, and I have no idea where that came from. Um, with the returning starters we have and the talent we have, and I just mentioned some of them right there, with of course Dar, Court, and Roos, I just don't see how we're picked so low in conference. But Maybe the ADs know more than I do. They probably do. I just don't see it, but I don't take it as an insult. Um, there's some good quality teams in Southland Conference softball. So, you know, it's going to be a fun year, though, and I like seeing it. <clears throat> Baseball start off this week against Southern Illinois. Unfortunately, losing three straight, 14-7, 14-9, and 15-11. Uh, needless to say, when you score 27 runs in a three-game series, you should probably be 3-0. Unfortunately, when you give up 43 runs in a three-game series, it probably means you're 0-3, and that's where we're at. I can't explain what happened uh, to the pitching. And one thing that's mentioned is when you look at the base on balls and also hit by pitch, we gave up 43 free passes, and that's just absolutely insane and I don't think it's indicative of the quality of our pitching staff and a person I'll mention and I'm not trying to pick on him by any stretch but it's Trace Prestwich uh, had 2.1 innings pitch gave up 7 hits, 9 runs 4 base on balls and 2 strikeouts if you know Chase Prestwich, he is a really good pitcher it was an anomaly what happened this week and I, and I mentioned him not to rag on him but this to show that that's not who he is. He is a great pitcher. I think one of the better pitchers in the Southland Conference. So for him to give up four base on balls and two in the third innings, I just think it was just one of those weekends where just nothing went right uh, from a pitching standpoint. I don't know if it was the strike zone had people out. I don't know if it's just coming in first game. Uh, you know, of course, we have new coaching staff here. Not really new, uh, of course, here this year. But, you know, you have new philosophies being presented. Maybe just some of the signals got mixed up and you're just still trying to feel everything out. Either way, I wouldn't be too worried about it. And, again, I mentioned Chase Presswich just because, look, he's going to have some great games. So when you see him having numbers like that, you just kind of somehow sometimes have to say, hey, look, it wasn't our weekend. Wouldn't be... Uh, I wouldn't be too upset about it. You know, uh, kid I have to mention I thought looked really good out there was uh, Bryce Leonard came in for his first uh, action as a demon. And even though he gave up two hits uh, and gave up a run, uh, his stuff looked really good. And I could see Bryce Leonard uh, coming up and eventually becoming a starter. And it wouldn't surprise me uh, once we head back to Alex Box against LSU if he does get the nod to go the first two or three innings. I like the stuff. He had good velocity good break 
uh, really like the composure he showed. And look, I, first game, I think he's going to you know end up settling in. And it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being one of those great demon pitchers. I just like the way his stuff looked on the mound. And I like the way he was composed on the mound. And uh, one thing I do like with the scheduling is the demon team is heading off to Alex Box for a little quote-unquote tournament. Uh, we are not playing LSU, but I think being in that atmosphere and being in Tiger Stadium, I mean, in Alex Box Stadium, uh, in the shadows of Tiger Stadium, I do think it'll help you going into regional play, hopefully. It will be in regionals and in conference tournament play. I, I do think it's an invaluable experience, so great scheduling on that one. And um, wouldn't overreact on the 0-3 start this year, just a weird anomaly. And like I said, whenever you're scoring – seven nine and 11 runs in three games you kind of expect to be three and oh it didn't happen but the pitching's going to be there uh like they said in interviews uh this team has a lot of potential and i agree i think this is going to be a really good ball club wouldn't worry about it too much Something I want to touch on uh, before we end this episode is just making sure we capitalize on the positives at Northwestern. And an example I'm going to use is Matthew Bonnet with McNeese State University. And Matthew Bonnet at McNeese has been the MC for the basketball team and has been a driving force and one of the key figures in absolutely pushing what McNeese is doing right now with Will Wade and the basketball team. And they're uh, in the midst of an incredible run right now. And I'll admit I was wrong earlier in the year. I said I wondered how Will Wade's team would be because I wasn't impressed with his teams at LSU half court. And I felt they were one-dimensional. And, and look, I was wrong. That is a very well-coached team that can play any style. You could run with them. They can slow it down, play half court. They can shoot three. They can dunk. Uh, there's not a weakness I've seen on that McNeese team. They're a very, very solid team. And the thing that I, I like what McNeese is doing, and you can have your feelings one way or the other about um, McNeese basketball right now, but one thing I love what they're doing is they are striking while the iron's hot. Uh, they are making a push. They are getting the media out there. They're having a huge media blitz. You have Matthew Bonnet just going totally all out. And if you haven't seen his MCs before the game, it's pretty darn awesome. Uh, but again, they're selling everything they can and they're taking advantage. And on the demon front, I feel that's something we haven't always done is when we have great stuff. Not that we don't promote it. We haven't gotten that full push to get that advantage. And I think going forward for Northwestern, we've got to make sure when we have those unexpected great moments or those expected great moments, make sure we push it all the way. So, you know, basketball team, either one of them, men's and women's get to the conference championship make sure we're selling it make sure we are getting every single possible opportunity to get the name out there do the media blitz same thing baseball softball track tennis make sure we're getting out there and capitalizing on the good things that happen because we do have some great athletic programs and one thing i am happy to see is alexandria and shreveport news are both uh, you know, covering demons a lot more. I find I find they're doing a great job. So the athletic department definitely has people working. I think Bastian is doing a great job. And I think we are getting that name out, but we have to make sure we continue to get that push. And whenever you get those moments where suddenly you're at the center of the universe, like McNeese is right now in basketball, make sure you're selling it. And look, 
I know there's other motives behind McNeese doing that. And honestly, it's they want to go into a different conference. Uh, their supporters have made it very clear they would like to be in Conference USA or Sunbelt. Whether Conference USA or Sunbelt wants them is a different question, but I can't fault them for aiming high. And look, you can be upset about that, but look, if they want to try and make it a go and try and better themselves, then hey, have at it. And uh, they're definitely doing a great job with the media blitz to make themselves look first class. To make themselves look great. And you know, that basketball arena, new arena they have is amazing. It's really a phenomenal arena. Uh, they're doing improvements to the football field and their football stadium. Uh, you know, they've got a good baseball and softball complex. So, again, they're doing a great job and they're highlighting all of that and they're showing it and they're selling the university so hard. Uh, and it's great. And look, I understand we have our limitations and, you know, we have budget concerns that other schools don't have. But I do believe for what we have at Northwestern, we have enough to sell to make ourselves look good. And one thing that disappointed me and uh, angered me in a way is whenever it looked like the Southland Conference was going to implode, uh, obviously Lamar, UIW, and McNeese, they're like, oh, yeah, they're going to the whack, no question. And then there's rumors about the Atlantic Sun Conference looking at Nichols and Southeastern. And then, of course, UNO was being looked at by people because, of course, they're in New Orleans. And it seemed like no one really cared about us in Houston Christian. But with us being concerned, it, it really disappointed me because I'm like, you look at the fans we have and you look at the support we have, it's as good as those other teams that were supposedly the hot commodities. And I think a lot of that is some of those other schools are selling themselves and are doing media blitzes. So I just want to make sure we're doing everything we can to get the positives of Northwestern out. And yeah, I know I joke about Prather Coliseum, but it's not that horrible of a venue. It's not a great venue by any stretch, but it's definitely not that horrible. And they've done a great job of fixing it up. And I tell you from when I first started Northwestern in the fall of 1997, uh, Prather Coliseum looks so much better than it used to look back then. And, uh, you know, we don't have the budget, but for what we have I think we're doing a great job, and I think it's something that we need to make sure we're highlighting going forward, and I do think it's a great one. I do thank you for listening to this episode. It's great to be back. Uh, great to have all the sports in full swing. Look forward to seeing everything. Uh, hopefully, you know, both Demons and Lady Demons basketball can make a good final push and make a good run in the conference tournament at McNeese, and of course, baseball. Uh, they're going to come around. Softball has played a tough schedule. I think they're going to be in the mix. Uh, a lot of good things happening, I think, around Northwestern. And let's just make sure we're promoting it and make sure we're supporting it uh, the way we should. Thank you so much for this episode. It really means a lot to me for the people listening. It's awesome to see. Uh, you know, as a former Demon athlete, it really is cool to see the amount of people who do have love and passion for Northwestern. Uh, you know, have a great week, people. It's uh, been great Uh to be back uh, and for the demon family uh, much love and really uh, have a great week uh, stay blessed and of course as always farcom demons